Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast in association with Etoro. I'm Andrew Musgrove here at St James's Park, joined here by Chris Woff and Lee Ryder. And what a game, what a result for Newcastle United. Um, I was dreading doing this podcast at half-time <laughs> because Newcastle were 2-0 down. Um, they hadn't played all that badly, but it didn't really look like uh, they were going to get back into the game once Everton scored the second. Uh, but here we are at full-time, Newcastle won 3-2. St James's Park was absolutely electrifying. Um, what result, Lee? Yeah, incredible, really. But at St James's Park, it just shows you like almost anything is possible. And when it went two one, you know, I've just been speaking to some of the Everton staff there, and they said, you know, they feared the worst because that that that's the game on a total knife edge. And you know, the crowd believe, and it was just it was just incredible the atmosphere and the will in Newcastle on the score. It was an untypical sort of Rafa display. It was more like a Kevin Keegan, Bobby Robson style uh, display. But it just shows you that you know Newcastle can attack when they want, and then. To get that three to win is just so big for them, you know, when you look at the fixtures coming up. Uh, they've got a great chance of getting out of it now. Most certainly. Uh, Chris, we'll, we'll start with the first off, a lot to talk about. Um, and I suppose we'll have to start with Jordan Pickford and his rugby tackle on Salomon Rondon. Uh, a lot of people um, at half time saying double, double jeopardy. Um, there were a lot of people from um, over the water down in Sunderland making that point. But looking at the rules, Pickford should have been sent off for for the tackle on Rondon. Yeah, he made absolutely no attempt to play the ball. Salomon Rondon would have scored or was certainly in a position where there was no open goal six yards out. Richie had crossed the ball in, Pickford had come for it, flat missed it, and then Rondon, he just he, he, he did rugby tackle him. He brought his arm and his body into Rondon and brought him down. The referee immediately pointed to the spot. Somehow did not even produce a yellow card. Now, if it's not a yellow card minimum, I have no idea. If that's anywhere else on the pitch, if you rugby tackle someone, make no attempt to play the ball, you're going to be booked minimum. But since it was a goal-scoring opportunity, it should have been a red card and a penalty. It was a penalty. Rich, Richie stepped up and he, he almost didn't look confident to begin with. He, he stuttered, which he doesn't usually do in the run-up. Pickford saved it and at that point particularly when Everton scored 71 seconds later I thought it was just going to be one of those days where things weren't going right for Newcastle they didn't find the rhythm first half they were struggling and thankfully second half it was it was a dramatic turnaround and once they got the first goal there was almost a, a sort of inevitability about what was going to happen not necessarily they were going to win I thought they were going to get something out of the game but just the way they managed to get all three points at the end was magnificent It was Lee the first goal it was poor defending really by Newcastle the ball comes in and Calvert Lewis just pops up and knocks it with his head in the back of the net. I mean, Newcastle, we've been praising their defensive work, but it's 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 frustrating when you do see a goal like that being conceded. Yeah, it was a comedy of errors, really. You know, poor clearance from Richie to begin with, gets turned over in midfield. Uh, they don't put a challenge in. Wide on the right, um, Lascelles beaten to the ball very easily. And you know the ball just drifts in the corner of the net, so it was just a bad one all round, really. And you know Newcastle didn't then didn't recover from the penalty miss, and then it was poor stuff again down the other side this time. Um, Dubravka palms the ball straight in the path of Rickarlison, and then it's two nil, and you're, you're fearing the worst there. But you know, thankfully they got in at half time, got regrouped, and you know, as I say, once you get that one goal back got every chance of uh, going on and getting something here because just the crowd just, they demand it and it's just uh, and the crowd never gave up on the team either because at half time they could have been disgruntled you know you've seen in other grounds around the country where people are like walking out at half time and stuff like that but never here it's uh, you know 
they believe you know they were four 0 down against Arsenal that time, um, so two 0 uh, is nothing really compared to that. But it was a great comeback, great win, and hopefully it sets them up now for the the last eight games very nicely. Don't want to focus too much on Pickford, but do you think his reaction after that penalty save? kind of led to his downfall then because we know what he's like he's a very cocky and arrogant guy and he plays up to the crowd but we're talking here in the press room afterwards that actually that's probably played into Newcastle's hands a little bit because as soon as you make a mistake which Newcastle United capitalise on the crowd get on your back and then you've got you've got to be a strong character and we saw him sticking out his tongue when he saved the penalty and then from then on he didn't really look all that confident between the sticks I mean he's a young man so he's obviously learning all the time um I did mention in the pre-game podcast that you know he could be, a, you know, a, a, an important player for them, and it looked like you know with that penalty save, uh, and he made another great save from Dummett in, in the second half. He, he, it looked like that was going to come. My own words were going to come back to haunt us. But uh, look, at the end of the day, it, people aren't really bothered about you know the opposition after a game like this. Now all they're bothered about is you know the three points, Newcastle getting the win, and there's other people who grab the headlines people like Perez and Rondon which I'm sure he'll come to soon but uh, I just think it's a, it's a day we're talking about Newcastle really no, most certainly um, we will get on to Newcastle and the positives because there are lots of them but I just want to get a word about the referee now we don't really like criticising referees it is a difficult job but I feel the, pen, the decision not to send Pickford off and the decision not to stop play when Hayden has gone down with, an L, with, a, with a head injury which then led to the second goal it was a Ten minutes of just poor refereeing, and we've got. It's not just Newcastle; it's across the league. Sometimes um, they've got to sort this this level of refereeing out, don't they? It wasn't ten minutes of poor refereeing; it was ninety minutes of poor refereeing. I have to be honest; I can't remember a refereeing performance where, for the entire game, it, it was as bad as today. The the incident itself for the for the not sending off Pickford was reminiscent of when Matt Ritchie had to retake the penalty and then was turned a free kick in the Burton game in the Championship. But just in general, day I thought the referee. I don't like to have a go at referees, but today he was he let too much go. He didn't give bookings when he should have done, and the opposite in certain situations there was challenges flying in all over the place, um, some strange decisions all over the pitch, and I, I, for both teams, and I just thought it really was bad today. I, th- I thought he really really struggled. Uh, Marco Silva went ballistic at him in the end. Uh, he thought it was offside for, for one of the Newcastle goals, as we'll get on to. But um, I don't think either team can, would really have been happy with the referee's performance in general because there were so many bad decisions served. No, most certainly. Um, so, Lee, Benitez said in his uh, post-match press conference that half-time it was always just about staying calm, get one goal, and then we'll feel that we well we will be back in the game and then we feel we could go on to get a point, maybe three. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I mean, they've got the players now, and it's Rondon becomes you know more and more important by the week, and for him to get that goal, you know, that's a proper striker's goal. That it isn't just a great technical strike, but it gets you back involved in the game. You know, it gives the crowd belief, and not every player can can get a goal like that, and it just encourages others to then push on a bit and try and you know get something out of it for themselves. And um, I just think you know. If Newcastle have got the chance to sign him in the summer, then he's probably going to be worth the money. But you just hope, you just hope that you know if he does get the permanent move, that his hunger levels, you know, the minute he's playing for his future, you just hope that if he does come here and he does get a contract, then you know he can continue that next season. I'm sure he can, but you know suddenly things will calm down for him, um, and, that, and that's the difference. I mean, I remember going back 
when Newcastle signed Viduka from Middlesbrough and Viduka was banging in the goals for Borough that season. Then he was available on a free transfer. He won the move. He come here and he was very, very disappointing. So the mentality of players can change, but at the minute, Rafa knows he's got a player hungry and fighting for his future, and, and that's to Newcastle's benefit for the last eight games. It was a superb goal. I mean, Rondon gets the ball, edge of the box, and you're thinking he's going to hit it here, but he spots Ayozi back to goal. Ayozi, brilliant. He's got he's got hardly any room to turn, but he turns and the little dink over the top, and Rondon's already made the run. And to have the confidence to hit that, and the way he did, little, uh, you know, he throws himself in the air to get to get to it. I mean, most people probably bring it down by that time you block, but just the confidence to try something like that out and then into the back of the net. Yeah, I mean, it might be a goal of the month contender. I mean, Fabian Scher is probably one goal of the season already, got that one wrapped up. But maybe, yeah, you know, Newcastle might have a few candidates on the final goal of the month uh, competition. But, you know, they needed the scrappy one to get the win uh, when, you know, Perez absolutely cracked that one past Pickford. And it was a very, it was a very sweet moment for, for both Perez and the crowd. Um because it sealed a great game, you know. Hopefully, you know it, it gets top billing on match of the day. I think it might do, given the entertainment. I mean, Benitez compared Rondon to Sheeran and Perez to Messi. Well, I, th- I, I thought second half Perez was absolutely sublime. Even before Newcastle had scored the, the first goal through Rondon, I thought Perez was the one who looked like he might do something. And I actually think, although Almiron was quiet at points, that the thing the now that Almiron's there and Rondon and Perez it, it creates space for each of them and so today it was Perez who really benefited him and I thought he was the one who, who looked like he was going to make something happen and the, even before in the in the build up to that goal the first goal he controls the ball long ball from uh, I think it was Hayden controls it and then there's a 1-2 with him and, and Rondon he flicks it over and just the way he, he took both goals because first half he'd had the chance where Pickford had saved it and I just think him and Rondon work so well together that they're clearly like each other. I've just been speaking to the pair of them and they say about how they work on the training ground. They're, they're trying to learn e- what each other's movements are and so they don't necessarily need to look and they know someone's going to be there. And For Perez, he, he splits opinion, but at the moment, certainly at St James's Park, he's really enjoying his football when, when he plays at home. He's scoring goals quite regularly here and uh, hopefully he can he can con- get on a purple patch like he did last season towards the end where I think he scored five or six in, in just a few games and hopefully he continues that. Well, certainly, and just a word for Almiron as well. I know in the second half you thought he was a bit quiet, but it's just great to get someone who, when the ball is put to his feet, he just wants to run forward. And unlike others, um, he usually manages to at least get the, to the box and get something into the box. Yeah, I thought he was quiet at points, but actually, I mean, it wasn't really his day and his touch wasn't quite there. But even so, there was moments, first half, he completely left... Uh, gave a dead at one stage down the left when he, he just put the afterburners on second half there was, late on there was a couple of times where he broke clear but as I say him just being on the pitch creates space for the other forwards and uh, yes it was it, it, also his, his shot which obviously brought the, the second goal about absolute rocket um, which a nerve pick for he had to move and could only parry it and then, and then Newcastle score from it so he, he did contribute as well and uh, we'll see more of them in the in the days and weeks to come. But but I just think today was it was about the other two, and uh, he was he really helped that though by just creating the space. Awesome. You know, just a word, Lee, for Benitez's substitutions because obviously Paul Dummett came on at half time for Lascelles. That was kind of enforced, but that changed the formation and it it worked really well. Dummett was was excellent, um, best I think attacking performance from him I've seen. Uh, and then obviously Shelby comes on with little over 10 minutes of that 8 minutes maybe to play um, how do you think those two did? 
I thought they did excellent. I mean, I mean, dumbest was you know came on with the captain's armband and you know it was a big statement to you know to come on um, with the skipper picking up a knee injury. So for him to come on and lead the team the way he did, I mean. What you remember of Paul Dummett is he's a player who's you know was told he would never play for this football club at one point. He was told he wasn't good enough. When he came in the team, he had so many people doubting him. You know, got quite a lot of abuse on on social media, but he just you know shrugged all of that off and just kept going and kept listening to the manager. Listen to the manager at day. The manager told him to go out there and you know put in a performance and you know stop the rot after a bad first half. He did exactly that. Nearly scored. You know, drove the team on. Uh, and to you know, for him to do that as a, as a local lad, you know, with the armband on, help the team come back from two 0 down. I'm pretty sure he'll be uh, buzzing uh, for a long time. And we saw what we saw one of his trademark tackles as well, which was a very important challenge because he was the last man and Everton at that point had cut Newcastle open. I can't quite remember who it was against, but he, he, you know, it was one of those trademark uh, Paul Dummer tackles, and the, and the crowd really loved it. Yeah, and you know, Rafa and his press conference full of praise. You know, said uh, something along the lines of, you know, Paul Dummett, he will always give you a, a minimum of seven. He might not give you a ten, but he'll definitely not give you a one or a two. So, you know, it's it's great that he can show that consistency. And, you know, now it's not just, you know, opinion. He's getting it, you know, said by a world-class manager, what a great player he is. So, you know, fair play to him. And you guys have got him back fit now for the last eight games. And I'm sure he'll be uh, playing a few more matches in the, in the next few weeks. And on John Joe Shelby, he spoke to the club afterwards, and he, he mentioned uh, that he f- has seen some people say his career here at Newcastle is over, and that that performance uh, might get them thinking otherwise. Uh, you know, he came off the bench and he he did make a difference. Yeah. I mean, twelve minute performance. Um, obviously, he's going to have to you know come in and do a lot more than that. I mean, I don't know who he's referring to. Who said his career was over? Maybe that's been used to, to spur him on. Um, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of competition for places now in the midfield area, and he's a, he's another option. And if we'll wait and see if he starts the next game, most certainly. And Chris, we were talking there like during the game, saying that um, Everton just they couldn't handle the long balls. And even before Shelby got on, Cher and, and Lejeune were having an absolute field day. The ball when uh, Rondon was played through and dinked it over Pickford for just to go past the post. I mean, that was an absolutely superb ball by Florent Lejeune. It was great to see that, you know, that passing ability from the two centre-backs. It was superb. It's, what we saw this afternoon in the second half was how momentum can change a performance and change a team because first half, Everton were comfortable and Newcastle didn't really pose too many questions. Had a few opportunities, but didn't really pose too many questions. And second half... As soon as the momentum started to swing, as soon as they went direct, Everton centre-backs didn't want to know. He even brought on Mina to try and shore it up with an extra defender. And Newcastle still scored from just most of the, the ball, most of the goals they scored involved at least one long ball or one chip ball in the area and Everton couldn't deal with it. So Newcastle went direct, they changed style, but it, it, it paid dividends and it was high risk because Newcastle's second half really were playing with a high line and for the first 10-15 minutes of that Everton broke in a couple of times if they got the third it, they could have gone on and won 4 or 5 nil, I think but Newcastle took the risk Benitez went for it and, and it, thankfully it paid off in the end and when you've got players like Cher and Lejeune who can play those long balls it, it allows you the ability to try and, and change tack a little bit and go for that sort of more direct approach and on the third goal Marco Silva's absolutely fuming I think he said up to five players were um were not on. So go on. I mean, obviously Perez gets the goal, but is Marco Silva got a point? 
he probably does, but I have to be honest, I don't really care what Marco Silva thinks about it. I, I, I just, I just don't. I mean, for, you could just point to the fact that Pickford should have been sent off in the first half. Uh, we have these sorts of situations all the time, and any whinge in there, and understand to a certain degree because his team's thrown it away. But his team was too negative second half that they lost it. Uh, he's probably he's trying to deflect the attention away from the fact that his team have, th- have blown a two goal lead and lost the game. So yes, it probably was offside. Um, I've only seen it a couple of times but there's a few Newcastle players offside it just depends which phase of play who was involved, if there were when there were, whatever but as I say I, I don't really care, Newcastle have won the game um, Everton will go back and they're going to have to, to really look at themselves hard because they, they crumbled second half and Newcastle took advantage yeah, and Lee, just a word for the for the crowd. I mean, Benitez said it was really important for the players to hear the crowd backing them. I mean, equally, it was important for the crowd to see the players, you know, running themselves into the ground. And again, we mentioned this in the podcast a few days ago that the crowd really helped spur Newcastle on. And again, today, you know, they 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 kind of, you know, they saw that something was was there, and they really did help Newcastle get that third goal. Yeah, you know, at two 0 down, as I say, a lot of. Uh... Fan bases from other clubs, uh, from different clubs, would you know potentially throw the towel in on that, but you know not not here. It doesn't doesn't happen like that here. It's it's like any one little moment can spark a game. Maybe it was one of the tackles from Dummett when he first come on. Definitely was obviously the run on goal, but they just came out with a much better attitude in the second half. And there's always just something about it here, isn't it? When they're shooting down the hill towards the Gallagher end, uh, and the crowd almost like sucking the ball in the net. It's just. Uh, it's just a sight to behold and you know when the winning goal went in I just kind of stopped typing for a couple of seconds and just wanted to absorb the, the crowd just went up and everyone was just you know delirious hugging each other all that sort of stuff and I just wanted to you know as you get older you just want to absorb things and, and, and see things a bit differently and uh, it was just a nice moment to, to have and uh, you know it's one that we'll remember for a long time It will be and Chris I mean that's a massive booster to Newcastle's Premier League uh, survival. Yeah, well, the results elsewhere were going against Newcastle. Cardiff won. Southampton turned it around in the end, or beaten Spurs, and they were winning before Newcastle were winning. So there was a point where it looked like it was going to be a lot closer down the bottom, but Newcastle have maintained that six-point gap. The bottom two, after their results, they are basically they are down now. I can't see any way they get out of it. So it's that last place. Who goes into it? Burnley have been sucked back into it. Um, Newcastle, thirty-four points. I think one more win will probably be enough. I, I don't want it to just be one more win though I think they want to be looking up the table they want to be thinking as far as they can but in terms of relegation fears this has really eased it because if they hadn't won certainly if they'd lost today then suddenly with the fixtures they've got coming up you'd start to be a little bit concerned again but really they've given themselves breathing space and I think it'll be deflating for Cardiff and Southampton to have won and yet not cut the gap particularly on Newcastle And Lee just finally just the right response from what was a terrible trip down to West Ham yeah, it was you know a different game last week altogether. You, you know Newcastle, for me, I done the piece with Rafa yesterday, and he was quite he was heavily critical of the players, saying that they'd lost focus, and you know they'd switched off at West Ham. They assumed that they were safe. Uh, you know, first half, I didn't think they'd learned anything from what he'd said, but obviously second half, he must have said something that got it in the heads because that was, you know, to score three goals in twenty five minutes is is a difficult thing to do at Premier League level and they managed to do it they managed not only to do it they managed to hold on to the three points because you know we've seen Newcastle crumble after they've done things like that as well in the past so the fact that they've got the three points and you know we're looking up the table now you know everything you know it should be a good night for everyone involved in the city 
most certainly um well that's it from us yes and jim's part you can catch up with chris and lee's reaction online and if you head over to chronicle live that's where you'll find it we've also got a new twitter account uh, which will bring you all the content from the everything's black and white podcast that's at eibw podcast and if you can like and subscribe and leave a review on itunes spotify or whatever podcast platform you listen from thank you very much